It's time once again for a journey inside the twisted minds and unfiltered voices of your favorite sisters. Jamie. I never have a good time and you always end up so mad at me. I guess I'm just a shitty friend. And Paula. I want to be a sexy little bitch. I want to look like Diana Ross. And now prepare yourself for the ugly truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 58. Ugh! Ugh! I don't like my Uggs anymore. I need to work on them. I haven't done... I didn't use my diaphragm on that one. You talk about them like they're Kegels or something. I need it's to, imperative. I need to practice my Uggs. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> well, I, mine always suck, but mine sucks in particular today, which we'll get into. Yes, we will. So welcome to The Ugly Truth. I am Jamie with my sister Paula. We are here to discuss whatever we feel like discussing this week. I want to uh, thank all of our iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and website listeners. We hit a lovely milestone this week. We hit 20,000 downloads. I mean, it's a big deal to us because, you know, we never thought anybody. I mean, I think the very first time we were so excited, we had eight downloads when we first started doing this. Me, we practically threw a party when we hit 100. Hey! So... It was exciting. No, it's, it is exciting. Someone's listening. Like Jane Fonda when she was in that movie, uh, Agnes of God. Oh, no, Agnes no, of no. God. And they were sitting there and he's all, you have come a long way. When she's talking, <laughs> when they're smoking in that little patio, and they were quoting some movie. I don't know. Yes. I don't know why That's, I said, are you there, God? It's me, Agnes. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Agnes. That's a book. That's Judy Bloom. Yeah, it's Margaret, too. But anyways, go ahead. Yes. So it's an exciting thing for us. It was a little milestone and we celebrated it on Facebook. If you don't follow us on Facebook, you absolutely should ugly truth u-g-l-e-e at on twitter as well so all right i went can you even tell um based on the camera can you even tell that i got my hair done no i mean you have lights off in your room oh yeah it's kind of dark in here sorry well i did get my hair done i do this once a year where i prepare for the spring and summer mm-hmm. season because you know i'm that wealthy that i actually change my hair for the seasons wait once a year or twice a year well, well, I change my hair twice. My, I do a big change twice a year. Okay. And in the summer, I kind of like to have it lighter. Yeah. And I'm really going for this golden blonde look right now. And I had it mm. a little bit darker for the winter months. But anyway, I went and I had my hair done. And I go to a, I would say it's a fairly she-she salon. It's and very so chic. It is. And so when I go, I try to make sure that I, my outfit, you know, I look, put together i have makeup on you know because i'm you know rubbing elbows with some of the wealthiest women in well and you have a, town. a small crush on your gay hairdresser oh so. my god he's just so damn cute he's so cute and so damn gay but go ahead i know he is and i hate it anyway <laughs> oh, like, what am know, i gonna do well you're you know? married too but you know I, that never matter. that doesn't seem to phase you much it doesn't really especially when they're that adorable <laughs> in fact i did say something inappropriate at the last Thing. Well, that's probably why they give you champagne every time you go there. They're just like, oh, Jamie's coming in. Give her champagne. We never know what she's going to say. And it's always <laughs> so fun having her there. So I go in. I've got some new um, black. They're not yoga pants. They're black, uh, you know, leggings. They're a little God bit thicker. God forbid, would you buy something that ensued some sort of activity that you don't do, like your hey. riding boots, your hiking boots. Shut up. Yeah. Now yoga so, pants. <laughs> no, these are leggings. And I was wearing leggings with my cool new motorcycle boots because, you know, I ride around in a oh, Harley. Oh, yeah, you're on a, you're on, you're on a hog now. And a cool, you know, longer, flowy kind of shirt. So I looked all kind of cool and stylish, like, you know, I just walk around like this all day long, you know. Mm-hmm. And I walked in. And so I'm sitting down, getting my hair done, acting all cool. And I'm finally, I, and I was there for three and a half hours because they did highlights. And highlights take a long time to process. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, you know what? I need to go to the restroom really quick. Okay, no problem. So I go in to go to the restroom. I pull my pants down to pee. I have had my pants on backwards all day Oh, for heaven's long. sakes. I can't even Thanks. be cool. You're like Olivia. We tell her, Olivia, where's the tag? By my it. butt? Okay, then put it on. Jamie, where does the tag go? By my butt? I couldn't believe it. I pulled my pants down. I'm like, what? I'm like, what? What is this? Why am I seeing writing? I'm seeing oh writing and a tag. And I'm thinking, well, now I understand why these felt so weird because I had them on backwards the whole time. Now, I can't exactly take off my 
clothes and fix everything in the bathroom. You but know? now they I'm feel not... like especially weird when you're walking around. You feel like you know. Now are, I are know. they saggy by my crotch? Because I feel like it's I have where a the butt on. should be. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So luckily, you know, you wear a smock the whole time. But I'm thinking, I wonder if you can even notice. I would be so embarrassed. I bet they have. I mean. It's like walking around with your fly down, and you didn't know it. I mean, it's not and no like one those tells are, you. It's not like those socks with the little balls on the heel. It's not like they had those, you know, and they were hanging over your shoes backwards, or something. Like that. Backwards pants. Hello. Yeah, it wasn't like that, but I was still, of course, only me. Me trying to be cool, you know, acting like, you know, yes, I'm sophisticated. I come to this very cool salon, and I do this all, you know. No, that is absolutely not me. Well, you could just say, you know, I'm so sophisticated and blase about (laughs) life. If I want to wear my pants backwards, fuck it. I will wear my pants backwards. Well, that's exactly what I did. And I came (laughs) home immediately, obviously, you know, when I finally got home. But I was in backwards pants all day (laughs) before I got home. I was so embarrassed. It was horrible. There you go. So while I was wearing my pants backwards. You were literally ass backwards. (laughs) I was. I, you know what? I can't be, I can't be seen in public. I can't be taken anywhere. Clearly, I don't even know what to do with myself. It's just so embarrassing. Half the time, I just don't even know. I tripped over nothing today. Keep shopping at Winco. Yeah, I fell down going upstairs. How do you fall down going up the stairs? That was me. Um, I fell down. I'm like, you know what? Of course I did. Yeah, I I'm know. just I'm just a mess. Anyway, yeah. so but that is not your ugly and awkward moment of the week. No, it isn't. Isn't that isn't that sad? That is not <laughs> my right. ugly and awkward moment. But I do understand. Well, you and I have been talking. Um, we put off recording because you haven't been feeling well. That you have right. giant boulders in your nose and they're not boogers. No, they are not. So probably for like three weeks now. You know, the weather's been kind of icky and allergies are you know horrible this season. And so um, I just kept thinking I had allergies. Now I do have. Have a deviated right. septum so yes. sometimes and i also have something called enlarged turbinates which are like you these have termites turbinates i don't know oh, why they call oh. i just picture these little turbines in my nose but um they're like i don't know glandular things or something and so i have a glandular problem i do and okay. so all week like i've just been getting like a splitting migraine and i and i've been taking you know afrin flonase benadryl you know ibuprofen all the whole nine yards trying to think that i had some sort of inflammation so by like last sure. night when i got home my front teeth were hurting and my eyes started closing on its own and i'm like all right this is bad i thought i was having a stroke oh and God. so i come home you know i look up in my nose i see these giant red bulging things and i'm like oh my god what's happening to me do, you know do i have runaway cancer or what and so i made a doctor's appointment because i'm thinking okay i just i i've, I've run out of options here i can't fix this myself You're suffering. it's you not going to. away right yes so of course th- my doctor's appointment was first thing this morning and as i'm getting ready i do that thing where you start to think like or maybe i'm the only one that does this, but then you start to think like you know, I actually feel better today. What if I go there? There's nothing oh, wrong with me. I know. And I go in there and they're like, no, everything looks all right. Um, right. Not really. Maybe, you know, try some, I can give you a, a, some over-the-counter, you know, allergy <laughs> medicine. I can or, you charge know. you $80 for some Right. Afrin. And yeah. so I'm just thinking like, I'm going to go in there thinking, you know, like I'm having paralysis of the face and I'm half dead, <laughs> you know, and, and they're going to tell and me things wrong. wrong with you. It's or, like when you take your car into the garage. Or the opposite. I'm going to go in there thinking, you know, I just have some sort of allergy thing. And they're like, you know what? This is really unique. I'm going to send you over for some scans. You know, don't be alarmed. Oh, my blah, God. Blah, blah. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm in emergency surgery. Dun, dun, so dun. You have emergency. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we're going to have to resect your small intestine. Right? So yeah, right? I have this conversation with myself. And um, I get to the doctor. I have a sinus infection. And... Uh, you sinusitis. Know, he's all, well, you have some sinusitis. And I'm like, what's well, that? I'm like, well, what, well, it's a sinus infection. I'm thinking, then just call it that. Why do you, you have know? to give me the fancy Latin it's like, term? I know you went to school. You're probably still paying on your loans. And so you're just like, <laughs> damn it, I'm going to call it sinusitis if I I'm want to. I'm going to use my vocabulary that I right. paid $200,000 for. And if you can't understand that, that's fine. If I look, look it up, up, if I look up noses for a living, then I have the right to call it sinusitis. Well, and then so, all right. Of course, you know, Bravo. I'm in excruciating pain by this point. And he's asking me, you know, what I'm taking for pain, what I'm doing. And he's like, well, you'll feel better after, you know, a day or so of the antibiotics. And I'm kind of looking at him and he's looking at me and it was like, you know, give give him, (laughs) you know, kind of like, are you going to give me the pain meds? Do I have to ask you? And he's like, all right, well, I guess that's all. And I'm like, (laughs) so, you know, and I guess I can't eat your tots. I guess I can't expect to be, you know, offered pain meds for a sinus infection. But you need a new doctor. 
Well, maybe. I, I just, you know, I was in a lot of pain and that's the only reason why I went. But what baffled my mind is I don't even know how I got a sinus infection because I haven't even been sick. Well, I mean, I would assume it's allergies gone wild. Right? Maybe. That's- yeah. And so because I have a deviated septum, um, sometimes things don't drain, I guess, the way they are supposed to. And if I have right. enlarged turbinates, they get in the right. way. And so... I got sent home with antibiotics, um, Mucinex, um, some sort of nasal spray, and then I was told to buy one of those nose pots. Oh like my that. god. Did you do it? So I've done it once. How and did it go? I don't like it at all. Well, Paula, no. It's unnatural. And There's nothing normal about putting water up your nose. It feels like you have water up your nose, but then Does like I'm- burn? Okay, so when I'm doing it, all I can think about is that scene in the abyss where- <laughs> He starts exactly breathing the liquid, so but like, at relax. first he's like choking. He's like, ah! you know, so I'm doing uh-huh. the neti pot. You have to keep your mouth open. And, um, Does water come into your mouth? No, but like. Oh my God, and, I throw up. And you have salt to hold. Water. You have to hold. Well, it's salt water, but um, you have to hold really still when you're doing it because if you, you know, you don't want to jostle around with the liquid in your sinuses. Oh my God. Of course, I I got nervous and I like I think <laughs> yeah. my throat jerked or something and so then it, it like I choked on it, it came out of my mouth and then I start and like just all this <gasps> liquid comes blowing out of my nose and like mouth. Like every and, orifice. What's funny is I he says, "Have you tried those before?" And I'm like, "I've done it before." I said, "But nothing happened." And he's like, "Well, sometimes he says you have to do it a couple of times, you know, before it'll start like loosening." And then then he's all, "Then you start to get some good stuff." And I'm thinking, "Oh no!" I'm like, "If." nasal blockage is good stuff to you then you need to get out more i mean i can think of other stuff come out no nothing came out but i only did it once yeah it literally although it took a while for it to come out did you feel it like like traveling no i didn't feel it traveling but i was kind of thinking like but then i i probably was being like a wimp about dumping it in there so i mean i probably had like three drips in there i'm like nothing's (laughs) happening You know, (laughs) that would be me. I've heard others talk about the neti pot and um, how it's, you know, amazing and you should do it. And, you know, my father-in-law commented on your your, uh, little post about (laughs) about it. Like, don't put too much salt. It'll burn the shit out of your nose. (laughs) That laugh. They comes with saline packets. I don't think you're supposed to make your own solution. You know what? He's from another time. I know. You know, they just do everything their their own way. They're John Wayne about it. He probably put, like, boric acid in there or something like that. You know, but... seriously, it's like now nah, we don't need the saline packets. Just give me some hot salt water. Right. Well, and you have to use his nostrils. It's basically a nose douche. You know, and this is so... way too much effort. I would be really. Did not you interested. see all that? I took a picture of it, and but I'm just I like, did. I'm like, this like... is a lot of this is a lot of crap for a nose for a nostril thing. I mean, I don't even. I I probably was after the doctor's appointment, which was forty dollars, and all that stuff uh, I bought at the store, which was like thirty. 40. I'm like, I spent seventy dollars <laughs> on my nose today. That's <laughs> when's the last time I've spent seventy dollars on myself? I, like my nails are halfway grown out. I need to fill so bad, yet my nose is getting you know the getting penthouse the royal. Treatment. Right. I'm just like, geez. And I hate my nose of all things. God, I mean, do you, I don't even spend that much on my vagina it's on just, a monthly basis. You know, it's big, it's it's annoying, and <sighs> and now it's it's plugged. It's just like, oh, I'm just the big annoying nose, and I just, you know, I need all this attention and money. And, it's like, fine, uh, we hear you. You want a nose job. God. I know. Even my nose doesn't like itself. It's like it wants like a facelift or a body lift or something. Do something to me. I've had Please, enough. I will stuff you. I've given up. Full of mucus until you fix me. You know what? That's... I want to be a sexy little bitch. I want to look like Diana Ross. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> In that movie, Roxanne. <laughs> yes, I do. He's all, can I see the nose cards, please? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that one. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Do it, doctor. Give me the knife. We'll do it old style. I've got some whiskey and a stick. I want to look like <laughs> Diana Ross. <laughs> Hey Hugs, Producer Dub here. On behalf of Jamie, Paula, and myself, thanks for downloading the show every week and telling your friends about it. Without you, we wouldn't be able to share the ugly truth with the world. And now, back to the show. So today the big news for me is that my uh, daughter went to go get her driver's license today. She had to take the behind the wheel test. Yay! And, you know... Tradition in this home is that everyone fails the first time. Oh, really? Yes. And then they go back a week later and fly through it with 100% 
perfect, excellent flying colors. Well, I would expect more from her since she's the overachiever. She is a bit of an overachiever. She's got a lot of OCD, so she's very, you know, specific about her She's a perfectionist. She is. And so uh, we went in. And so we had to, the the one that, it's the... uh, the more affluent folks go to the Folsom location. Well, they have, I mean, that's where I took my driver's test. So. Yes, it's a little bit. Uh, it's not that they're easier on you. It's all the same, but it's just it's a little bit less crowded with the um, unmentionables, the, the things that you, the the people that you really don't want to. And Folsom's a very suburban town, so it's, it's not like you know you ha- you're not in the city or you're it's a no. bunch of lights or pedestrians or I mean it's it's a pretty quiet place and a good it place is. to try. And it's take a great your place test. To, to get your driver's test. Well, right. that location is closed until mid May, and so we don't know why, but it's closed. So she had to take her test in Carmichael. Oh, okay. Carmichael is one of the older DMV locations in our area, and although the you know Carmichael in general is a fairly nice area, it's kind of like a conduit for all walks of life because there's parts of Sacramento that aren't downtown but Carmichael's probably the closest location and so right. it's just there it's and it's always crowded there's always a line out the door in Carmichael they do and it's there's always a line out the door and so um and there's a lot of questionable characters and oh. so it just it is what it is I mean the DMV you're you never know what you're gonna get when you go there it's, it's like bag. a box of chocolates and it's so true. Oh, I wish. It's more like a mixed bag of nuts at a bar. There you go. Yeah, a filthy bar with Ugh. a bowl full of nuts that have been sitting there for three days that every boogered, filthy hand has been in. Okay. Go on. Go on. I'm getting sick. So we pull in, and um, it's packed because it's right when they opened, and obviously you have to have an appointment to get your driver's test. So we, we get out of the car, and it's kind of drizzling. And she's worried. She's nervous because it's raining a little bit. And I said, ah, you'll be fine. You'll, you're really, really ready. Mm-hmm. And so we get out and then there are three separate people in the row that we're in, in the parking lot. And they have their, um, their, their music turned on as loud as they possibly can. It's rap music and it's super duper loud and they're thumping their base is like completely like you can't even understand what they're saying anymore. This is the DMV for God's sake. Yes. They're outdoing each other. They're trying to out intimidate and outdo each other in the parking lot at the DMV. Wow. And that's a that's a whole new low for uh, whatever. Well, and I'm just like, keep walking. Avert your eyes. Do not look at anyone. Just walk. And right. she she turns. She goes, Mom, the look on your face right now. I'm like, don't even look at me. Oh just God. forward. Because if anybody's getting shot, it's not going to be us. Just go. So we just moseyed on through. And what is it about the lines at the DMV when these people don't have appointments? They all smell like homeless people. Like that that dirty, I haven't taken a shower and my clothes have been dirty for like a year smell. I, you know, I haven't been to the DMV in ages, so I oh couldn't my tell God. you. Well, it's bad. And, so, and there's always, you know, there's always somebody in a wheelchair. There's... <laughs> You know, there's always God. somebody who Do you looks have like a problem with the caps, Jerry? derelict. No, it's... It, no. I'm not talking about a true, like, a war veteran in a wheelchair. I'm talking about people, like, or in a wheelchair that's from, like, 1960 who probably don't need to be in the wheelchair wheelchair. Like, they're getting some kind of leg up somehow. A leg up, really. I know. And so we get into the driver test line, and the people in front of us were one of the rapping folks that... Okay. And, um, of course, they didn't have the right paperwork because that's the way it always is. Right. And they start getting hostile. Because they aren't Because they aren't prepared. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, this is why people hate the DMV. This is why because of people like me, like you in front of us. You know, I mean, I realize that when it comes to the Department of Motor Vehicles, it it is a cluster. It is difficult. They are not clear and specific about what they need sometimes, but yelling at this lady who has no idea who you are and is just trying to tell she you what you care, need. Right? She doesn't care, and yelling at her and and getting all gangsta isn't going oh, to help anyone. And what was worse is the kid who was like seventeen was mortified, and he was just like 
let's go. You know, he I'm thinking, well, maybe the generation isn't at a loss after all. Oh, my God. So finally we get through. She gets through and we're waiting in line. And you have to wait in this long ass line in your car for the test, as you recall. And you can see the testers. There were three of them. There was and they're all um, bilingual. And there was one really super cute Hispanic girl, like super cute. And mm-hmm. she was all energetic and positive and great. And I said, oh, I hope you get her. And then there's another guy. He comes out in denim overalls with oh a my. farmer's jacket. And what? he looks like he just woke up. He looks like someone's grandpa. Oh and I said, wow. oh, look, Farmer Ted's here. I bet you get Farmer Ted. And she she's like, shut up, Mom. Ted, shut didn't she? she did get Farmer Ted. Of course she did. Yeah. God. It was interesting. But I said, how did it go? And she passed. She she only missed five. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she did really well. So she got out of the car. And I'm on the phone with Daryl going, oh, my God, oh, my God. I don't think she passed. He goes, well. It wouldn't be a shock. I mean, none of our children passed the first time, you know. <laughs> and she does this big, <sighs> takes a big exhale when she gets out of the car. And I walk forward. I'm like, oh, honey. She goes, I passed. Yay! I was like, oh, my God. So we she got a so 95 shocked. then? She got a 95. Hey, that's pretty good. I got an yeah. 89. I don't know why I remember that. but I got an 84. Um, I was so pissed, too, of course, because I'm just like, damn it. I'm like, I, I just... I can't yeah. believe I missed 11, but... That's a lot. I missed 12, but it was all speeding. Well, and you know what mine was, is I had to take my DMV test in Stephanie's Mustang, because the oh. day I had my test, mom's car broke. Of course and it did. so... And she had that little Honda Accord. Yes. And so I was in Stephanie's Mustang, and the hood on the... Well, you have a Mustang. The hood on those things, you it's can't high. hardly see over it. It is true. So, it's anyways. very true. So well, congratulations to passed. Mackenzie. She Yay! is officially a driver. Buckle your seatbelts, everyone, and watch out. your loins. Keep your eyes on the road. Speaking of driving, I was behind a woman, and I was on my way to a store somewhere, and she was texting and driving. Okay. And she was swerving. Was it me? No, it wasn't you, (laughs) although it it could have been you. I know. Um, But she she kept looking down and texting, and we're in this one-way road, you know, in this rural part of Fair Oaks, California, where I'm from, and I don't know why I just said that, but anyway, (laughs) she's... Texting yeah, and driving. Yeah, pencil that down, everyone. Let the stalking begin. <laughs> she looked down and immediately swerved to the right into the bike lane and nailed a garbage can. Good for her. And you know what she did? Nothing. She kept driving like nothing had happened. You she know, literally kept driving. the first time. You know what's sad about that? That could have been a person. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know what, lady? You are so lucky that wasn't like a bike rider or something. I'm I've sure seen... scared the crap out of her. But what was she going to do? Stop for a garbage can? Are you okay? Do you need medical attention? I don't know. I mean, to me, I would have pulled over and looked to see if I caused any damage. I don't know. I would have picked up the garbage can and been a decent human being. But no, she kept driving and kept texting. And I'm thinking, this is a woman who has literally the worst entitlement issues I've ever seen. And I don't even know what her face looks like. I'm going to ask you to aid yourself. Did you call the police? No. Okay, good. You're still young and cool then. Oh, my God. No. If if it had been a human, I would have. Well, Well, I would think so, because I think that's kind of required by the law. But, you know. Yes. But my point was, I was looking going, you know, she could be drunk. I mean, it is in the afternoon, after all. Or she could be texting. texting. But what, and of course, I immediately created this entire backstory. Oh, she was in a white, white Lexus SUV. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, she just had a ladies lunch somewhere. She's on her way to her million dollar home. She cares for no one but herself and her she needs. She had a couple Chardonnay. She's just texting the nanny to let her know, sorry, I'm late. I'm on my way back. Right. And she's shit faced <laughs> in her, you know, $80,000 vehicle. Has to drive all the way to Rancho Marietta. Yeah. She hits a garbage can. She goes, oh, screw that. I'm not stopping for that. If I have a mess, I will just have someone pay. I will pay someone to buff that out right and so i'm looking going oh look at her little curly bob and her little white suit bitch <laughs> don't let those don't don't let those ten thousand dollar rings off your bony finger yeah, affect right, anything right don't trip and fall on your labutons <laughs> god i'm so mean anyway it kind of segues into what we were talking about a little bit thinking that she could be drunk on chardonnay is that you and i i had found this hilarious comedian and i hate that i just found out about him yeah because he's actually becoming quite famous and that's gonna be on an upswing i mean it's good for him the comedian's name is chris d elia i hope elia we're hopefully pronouncing it that way apostrophe e-l-i-a d'elia and you know what i hate it because people are probably listening going oh my god chris d'elia oh yeah we know who he is who where have you been what rock have you been under he's so cute he's on his upswing which you know i mean good for him we're happy but we are disappointed that we just discovered him but i and i don't even know how you found him but you found this clip basically i did find the clip he starts mimicking drunk drunk girls girls. (laughs) well drunk people in general but we made it and then he's all, uh, uh. 
Yes, that was the part I love. So all week I've been saying, because he says in the clip, um, he's like, I always could tell when my ex-girlfriend was getting drunk because she'd be like, I don't know, whatever. You do the math. <laughs> and then. Yeah, the so. gagging. I um, I mean, I didn't. I, I remember being that kind of drunk girl when I was in my 20s. But yeah. I'm a little bit more refined in my drinking now. Most people don't know when I'm hammered. I'm actually, I don't lose it unless someone pisses me off. I mean, that's okay, the only right. time when I will, you know, like Daryl and I went out for dinner a while ago and he had had a few too many beers at home. And oh. so we were sitting there talking and all of a sudden he started to slur. And I go, why are you slurring? He goes, I'm not slurring. What are you oh, talking about? I am not God. slurring. And I'm like, um... <laughs> Yes, you are, Mr. Combative. You absolutely yeah, right. are. Can you, and you're can being you a bit snippy. Walk on a straight line when we get outside, please. I think I, I think I need to take your keys. I did take his keys and I drove him home. He goes, we're only five minutes away from home. I'm like, yes, and most deaths occur five minutes away from your house. I'm driving. So we drove. I mean, I, it was nothing, but it was funny. It reminded me. I'm like, you know what? Isn't that funny? I rarely see Daryl really shit-faced. Because usually Daryl goes from happy, happy, Drinking a couple beers to puking in the toilet. Like, there's oh, no God. in between for him. Very, I mean, he either goes all the way or he has one beverage. And so very rarely do I get the slurring. And I'm like, no more for you, dude, because one more and you're going to be like, I don't feel good. And then he's on the floor. I'm not a big drinker anyway, just because I just really can't hold my liquor. Yeah. I used to in my 20s drink a I can't ton. either. I am a lightweight. But I remember thinking, so I would be drinking like hard alcoholic cocktails, like, you know, mm -hmm. vodka and cranberry or something like right. that. And then I'd be like, oh, man, I need to slow down. Can someone get me a Bud Light? Because to me, to <laughs> I, me to I thought that was like, you know, it was like drinking a water or something. It is. It like I had is. to slow down. So I'd have a couple beers instead. Maybe we'll put a link up to his little drunk girls clip. It's so funny. So and, funny. And it's very true. Men and women are different drunk just by nature I think by the way we are but it also enhances personalities sometimes as well and so if you're already <laughs> an angry defensive girl you're oh going God. to be a very angry defensive girl when really? you're drunk you're going to be looking for a fight or picking a fight or just angry and talking about everybody you hate and why you hate them and how they're ugly and stupid and you just want to kill them and it just depends it just depends on like I, I mentioned earlier it depends on what I'm participating in if I am drinking um, beer I am a very happy drunk when I'm drinking oh, beer well, because it good. takes a lot for me to actually get a buzz on beer but when I do, I'm happy. I am so happy. It's a little slower going than hard liquor. So, I mean, you mm. can have a couple beers and feel pretty nice and, you know. Right. Yeah, that's, but that's probably true. If I really want to party party, like have a good time party, I drink tequila because oh, I do not get hangovers with tequila yeah. at all. And I can do the margaritas. I can do shots, you know, whatever. And I never I – I mean, ultimately – if anybody drinks a lot of alcohol, you will ultimately turn. <laughs> but right. I usually, I can, I have a pretty, I mean, I am a lightweight, but I do have a tolerance to tequila more than any other alcohol. And I'm, I'm, that's usually when clothes are coming off and dancing occurs and I love everybody. You know, that that's so funny. Yeah. That is usually the tequila for me and vodka. I mean, you like vodka, right? Yeah. That's your thing. Could you yeah. like martinis? Extra dirty vodka martinis. Yes. yes. Grey Goose. I will do the vodka crayon or something of that level. But vodka actually gives me ridiculous nightmares. And really? I get very angry. And I get oh. very curt and difficult when I have an, a vodka drunk. That is so interesting. See, I, I don't know that I have varying alcohols that make me feel a certain way. I just really? know that because I can't hold my liquor very long, whatever buzz I have is very short-lived because, True. you know, it goes from, hey, this is fun to, I need to lay down. <laughs> yes. And so um, I'm just not much of a drinker. But what I notice is, is that I can't really tell when other people are drunk, you know? I am not good at that either. I mean, usually their behavior gives away, and I sent you a link to this uh, website did? that I found, and it says, you know, 11 types of drunks, which one are you? We're obviously not going to go through all 11. No. But I mean, there's the happy drunk, which I think most people like the happy drunk. I like the common side effects of the happy drunk. Nudity, refusal to go home, poverty after buying everyone at the bar drinks all night. I have done that before. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is the best bed ever. Hey, you know, you were like that at your um, bachelorette party. <laughs> you oh, were for like, heaven's sake. it's the cheese balls, everyone. Yay. Oh. Hooray. <laughs> I love everyone. I'm so glad we're here, everybody. I love 
love everybody so much. It's so good. I don't even know what I was drinking. That was you. Everything. I don't know. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah, I'm a pretty happy drunk. I'm a very flirty drunk. I, yeah. well, I used to. I used to make out with a lot of people, random people. <laughs> yeah. Man or woman. You know, it didn't flirty really matter. Drunk. And so I was very flirty drunk. The one drunk I think that's really funny is the Malden drunk. Yeah. This is the person that... Before the end of the, the night, maudlin. they have figured out how to establish world peace. There is an em- economic fossil fuel that is commonly grown in people's backyards that could, you know, stop pollution. Yeah. You know, they're the ones that have, you know, they, they sit there and just have like very extreme deep thoughts. Oh, my God. About life. This is something you might hear out of a maudlin drunk. I don't even know why we're here. I never have a good time. And you always end up so mad at me. I guess I'm just a shitty friend. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, right. And then it says something like um, endless therapy sessions, extreme depression, fights after you get sick of telling them everything is fine and finally unload on them. Poverty after ripping up all their money in a grand (laughs) dramatic gesture because money is meaningless. meaningless. (laughs) That's hilarious. What is this? It's paper. It's a promissory note. This is backed up by gold. I've heard that before. And I was just like, (laughs) oh, my God. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, help. How do I get away from this person? Yeah, it's true. Maybe you're the touchy-feely drunk. It's okay if I hug you, right? Come here. Hey, wait. Why do you seem so tense? Do you need a massage? Wait, where are you going? Oh, my God. Yeah, I might touch people, but... You know what? I did get really touchy at a restaurant um, about a month ago. We had gone wine tasting and we decided to go out for dinner. And the guy walked in and he was like a busboy, but they were really busy. So he was showing us to our table and I touched him on the arm. I'm like, can you make sure that we get a really good table? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. He he barely spoke English. And Daryl's like, like, what are you doing, Miss Touchy Feely? What's up? And I'm like, he goes, I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, why are you touching busboys? I'm like, I don't know. We got a good table, though, didn't we? I mean, you you think you know what kind of drunk someone is, but you never really know until, well, you see them drunk. So it is true that, um, you know, men are different. There's the there's the men who get drunk and immediately start like headbanging to every t- every song that's on oh god you know they get you know very physical and they they're sweaty and they're like dancing and jumping up and down a lot and they're going yeah yeah you know there's always that guy he's like a frat he's not a frat guy even as drunk as i am i'm usually standing there and i'm like what what is he doing why 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 are you so sweaty i don't know what it is about men but do you ever find men like they almost become like geometric shapes when Mm -hmm. they get drunk like they're either standing in a circle or like you know a triangle or like they they i don't know it's kind of like when you look at like a group of people from an airplane and they can like make different letters or words with their bodies that's like what men become they start like you know congregate and usually there's fire involved they're either outside by a barbecue pit or a fire yeah, pit yeah they get very primal or something yeah and they're and and it doesn't matter it could be below freezing they're outside <laughs> i remember one time i was with some people and someone was this guy was so into- incredibly intoxicated he stopped speaking english and he turned and he was like gibberish. He's like, rah, rah, and, he, and then all of a sudden he turns to me and he's like, hey! <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, what? Enough for you. And But then girls are pretty much all the same. They either get really loud and bitchy or they um, or they start crying. I don't, well, I no, I don't think I've ever started crying drunk. I just. I haven't either, actually, but I've seen it. I've seen it And I occur. don't understand it. I don't like girls that cry. They just, I'm just, I don't know. I find well, it annoying. Ultimately, but... something triggers depending, it, it, it doesn't even depend on what they're drinking. It ultimately matters what their threshold is. I have, for me, unfortunately, I just start vomiting. I mean, yeah, I don't even get to a phase where I'm like, woohoo. I mean, that lasts for about 30 seconds. That's what I'm saying. My first big woohoo and my stomach's like, no, there will be no use of the diaphragm right now. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my god! I think I'm going to throw up, and I'm immediately running around with my mouth watering, looking for a private place to Anything. vomit. I know. No, it's true. It is really true. But getting drunk is—it's just nothing I do anymore. I can't party like that. I just, you know. So I mean, people might now think like, "Oh, she's the total sober drunk," and I was just well, like, "Well, then why did we even talk about it? If you don't have anything to add." Once I'm out and I'm down for the count, it's—it'll be two days before oh I'm back god. to normal. So, well, my biggest infraction is when I tried to drink too many different types of alcohol. One of the worst hangovers I ever had. I was hungover for two days. I was in my early 20s and I had had sake because I went on a date with a. It was a terrible date, by the way. So we had sushi and I had way too much sake. 
then I had some kind of fruity drink, and then I ended up at a bar with friends and drank Mickey's. Oh, God. Yeah, it was bad. And so all I remember is being driven to someone's house. I passed out on their floor, woke up at like five in the morning going, I have to go home. Yeah. And I drove myself home. I, was, I wasn't I was drunk when I drove home, but I was very hungover. Right. And then, of course, um, you know, mom was watching my son at the time, <laughs> That which is why I went out. And right. um, actually, I don't know if it was mom. I think it was one of my sisters. You guys were Could watching me at mom's house. I used house. to spend the night a lot. But it was at mom's house, though. Oh, okay. And so I get a call at 7 a.m. Daughter, come we get your son. I'm I like, know. and I'm so I'm like, okay. And I'm like blinking. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, my God. And, and then, of course, I had to stay and visit because they had been out of town. And oh, I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm like, trying not to throw up. End. You probably smelled like alcohol. I, I'm sh- I'm sure it was the worst. So I finally get home and, you know, you got to live your life. But I mean, when when Tyler went to bed and I was finally able to succumb to my hangover, I yeah. wanted to die. God, there's I nothing wanted worse than taking die. care of kids when you are hungover. It's it's a it's a brutal punishment. But well-deserved, usually. Well, that's why I just don't do it, because I usually have my kids all the time. Or if I don't have them, I will get them at some point. So there's just never an escape to, like, you know, feel like crap, I guess. it's Not anymore. I mean, there used to be a, you know, well, I mean, I didn't really have too much time to to party hard, which is probably a good thing. But I absolutely know what that feels like, and Mm -hmm. I swore I would never do it again. And I don't think I ever did, actually. And we've talked about this before, but, you know, there's a lot of things you can't do when you have kids. Um, yes. One of them being going to the bathroom. I know. <laughs> so. You know what? Even now, literally even now, and what's worse is our house is really big. They will text me. Mom, where are you? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I am pissing in the bathroom. <laughs> and this is the thing that gets me. It's like, it's not just the lack of privacy, but everybody else has their privacy. You know, like... Even now, my four-year-old. You damn well better respect it. Right. Even my four-year-old, she has this thing that, you know, her and her brother, they do share a room. They have bunk beds. But when they're changing, you know, someone goes in the bathroom, someone goes in the bedroom, and they change, you know, in their own areas. So, you know, I'm – it's quiet. I can't find children. So naturally, I'm like, all right, what's going on? So, you know, I knock on the door. I open the door. My son's in there. And he's like, ah! He starts covering his oh, nipples or whatever. Yeah, you and only like, came out of my body, but whatever. That's basically what I said. He's like, I'm changing. And I'm like, all right, I'm sorry, you know. And so I shut the door. Then I go in the bathroom. I open the door. Mom, get out. I'm going potty. And I'm just like, oh, you're well. four years old. She's like, no, I don't want you to see my privates. I'm like, I grew those privates in my <laughs> stomach. You know, Ew. I made those privates. It's true, though. You did. So, you know, everyone has this screaming match or whatever about, you know, like privacy. And, and so I shut the door and I sit down to go to the bathroom and the door opens the dogs come in my daughter comes in do. mom can I have a juice can I have a snack what are you doing and I'm like sitting here with my you know panties to my Pants ankles down. and I'm like well I, I don't know reading a book what do you think I mean I thought I would go to the bathroom you know I thought I would seconds. you know just split the atom in the bathroom <laughs> with no pants on and so you know then my son walks in like oh sorry mom and so then he backs you know closes his eyes mom can I play mine can I play Minecraft oh. or and I'm like why can't this and it's not even like I'm going number two I just went in there to simply pee. You know what's And funny? I told him that the other day. I said, you know what? I'm like, I don't walk in, God forbid, on you guys when you're doing anything. Why does everybody have to congregate while I'm in here? It's the second that you are no longer available, all of a sudden you're the most important person in the room. I was telling you when we were chatting about the whole privacy situation, mm-hmm. it's, it's celebrities kind of have the same problem like all the time. It's no wonder that celebrities are so bizarre. They can't do anything without someone taking a picture of them or yelling at them or talking right. to them about something. It's no wonder they're so crazy and weird. And the weirdos, they're weird because nobody sees them like, God, they like never leave their house there. It's like they don't live in L.A. They live in like Wyoming, somewhere where nobody gives a crap and nobody wants to travel out there and take a f- picture of them yeah. going to Walgreens to pick up some ear cleaner. You know, yeah, it's like leave- the locals don't care. They're no. just kind of like, eh, whatever. So, it's tantamount to being a mother. It's like no one cared about me 10 minutes ago when I was trying to get your attention to do something imperative. And now right. that I have snuck away to urinate, God forbid, the paparazzi, reporters are calling, the agent wants you on the phone. I mean, it's like <sighs> teachers are calling, the work, everybody all of a sudden, the second you sit down or in nowadays, the second you get in the car, I get in the car and my phone blows up with children. 
It's like, where are you? Can I stay late? When are you picking me up? Why did I get this for my lunch? It's like, really? I'm- are you going to the store? Can you buy more of this? We're out of We're this. out of this. And it's like, my ass has barely hit the seat. You're like, I'm still in the garage. I haven't even opened the garage door yet. And it's like, where were you when I was asking you to your face and you were too busy texting somebody? I'm making a grocery list. Do you need anything from the store? Oh, no, I'm good. No, no. It's like, oh, wait. I'm out of tampons. Are we out of toilet paper? Yeah, and it's something important. I told you this the other day, and I would never suggest that we are like a god but in theory (laughs) in theory i think mothers or women in general are kind of like god in the sense that you know we go to god when we have problems you know we pray we Mm -hmm. ask for answers you know we ask for guidance you know we're constantly go you know if you're into that you're constantly like asking for these things but then as soon as everything's cool you have what you want you don't say much to him. You know, it's not like, hey, God, how's it going? You know, it's just it's kind no, of like... It's that's no general to... thank you for anything in general. Right. So yeah. with women or wives or mothers, it's just kind of like, where is that piece of paper I had the other day? And it's just the like, one that I was I, holding my hand. I, I don't know. Well, did oh, you yeah. throw it away? Well, since I don't know what it is, I don't know if I threw it away, you know? <laughs> or it's just like, why did you throw that away? I needed it. It was sitting on the floor. It was literally on the floor for two weeks. Now you need it? Yeah, he's just like, well, we're having a, uh, um, like a little run. Like they do this, like everyone has to try and do as many laps as they can in right. like 10 minutes or something like that. He's like, well, they said family could come. And I'm like, well, when is it? He's like, at nine. I'm like, it's today at nine. He says, yes. <laughs> I'm like, Brian, I'm like, it's 730 right now. I'm getting ready to go to work. You're getting ready to, you know, go to school. And you want us to come watch you run at 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, it's just like. This would have been useful for me. And if you don't go, he'll be. You'll come up. You're like, so how was the run? He puts his head down and goes skulking out of the bed. He's right. like, all right. You know, like so disappointed that I'm not going to come watch him run. And then after run. school, so how was the run, son? Well, I was the only one without a parent there. I was like, well, <laughs> you know what? Maybe they should have sent a flyer home or something. And that's they you know right. Did. And if anything goes bad, who's to blame? Mom. I just I I don't know why we were the, we are the end all to all of life's well, questions. We like are, we're we supposed are. to know where everything is. We're supposed to provide all the foods. You know, make and sure you're all the, the first are to be clean. blamed. Your your public enemy number one if things don't go well. It's true, and it so, is absolutely true. It's the same here. It's and it's actually worse because the demands become more expensive as they get older. Right, mom. I, mean, I, I have no pants. They don't fit me. I look fat in everything. I want to go shopping God. immediately. It's like. It's 8.30 on a Sunday evening. Nothing's open and right. you have to do laundry. Well, I'm supposed to go to this rally tomorrow and I have to wear a green t-shirt. And, I need and- all red. Where are my red socks? I I have no idea. Why don't you? Why is there no clean clothes? It's like you're 18. I always get the guilt trip like, well, so they send home like, well, there's a book fair and there's this book I really want. Oh, and, God. You know, they said if you send five dollars with me and, and I'm like, well, wh- when's the last day of the book fair? Well, it ends today. And I'm like, <laughs> of course, of course I does. don't have any cash. And so I'm like, well, and you're I, I don't have any together. cash. And you're trying to make it work. And that's the thing is that moms I'm always trying, try to make right, it work. They're like, all right. Know? And then you're like. Why am I spinning my wheels on this when I can go to Barnes and Noble and for five dollars buy you three books? And I'm like, well, here's a dollar. Can you get a bookmark? I guess. You know, and it's just like because you want them to be able to get something or whatever. But it's endless. And, you know, like for me now, you may not know this about me, but I crave solitude. And I've always craved solitude since, you know. Growing up in a home with a lot of siblings. Sure. And we were always together, which is why we're all so close, because, you know, our parents had to work. And that was, that's not a complaint. It's just that it was the reality is that the four of us were together a lot. And so there was no privacy when we were growing up as children, even. We didn't get a lot of privacy. We shared rooms. You know, the only time you were alone was if you were lucky enough to get into the bathroom by yourself. But chances are you were getting ready with someone else in the bathroom. I remember one of the best things that ever happened was when mom invested in a mirror for the bedroom. So we could, one of us could actually curl our hair in the bedroom so the other one could get ready in the bathroom. Well, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was like a, the most, it was like so freeing to not have to get into an argument about who was fat and who looked like a slut every single morning. I mean, it was just, <laughs> that's just the way it went. And so, when I moved out, I had I had a roommate, obviously, but I had my own room. And it was the first time I ever had my own room. And then, um, you know, life happens. Yeah, you get it doesn't married, last long. You have children. And all of a sudden, you are 
constantly in need. Someone needs you for something. You're driving someone somewhere. You're picking up and dropping off. I mean, it's your whole life. And for someone like me who needs solitude, alone time, you have to literally turn into a demon and be completely unlikable for people to leave you alone. Yeah, for you have to minutes. basically become like a dying feral animal for yeah. where people just want to <laughs> yes. leave you alone. You have to scream, like, Mama. Like, and, oh, it, and you know what? And the brave ones just don't give a shit. Like Kenzie, Ken- Mackenzie will not leave me alone. Even if I'm being amazingly difficult, she will not leave me alone. Well, that's because she's a little bit of a sadist. I think she enjoys like seeing how far she, she can wants, go. She wants my attention and she'll get any kind of attention she can get. And <laughs> Negative so, or positive. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter to her. And so it took, you know, Daryl and I, I think we're married 16 years this year. I'm not sure. 16 or 17. And it's taken him all of that time to recognize when I need to be left alone. If I say, you know what, um, we're out of milk, I'm going to go to the grocery store like I did last night. I'll, I'll be right back. Well, can I go with you? No. Well, <laughs> I mean, I suppose you can go with me. But then what happens? I'm sitting in the car. I am, my legs are pressed together. My hands are pressed together. And I'm mute. And I'm not speaking. <laughs> and he thinks he's in trouble. So he starts doing all these things like... <laughs> Trying to Singing, make small talk or turning whatever. Turning up the radio. Yeah. And the small talk just makes me angry. And so. so how, how was your day today? And I'm like, what? Can we just <laughs> go get milk and peace? <laughs> and then like, I Why did you sudden... even want to go with me? You knew who I was going to be. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Not to completely change subjects, but you know, last week I told you some information about how Trace Adkins was getting divorced and you didn't know. Yes. Okay. So I want to know if you knew these little things. Oh, geez. Was this a quiz? No, 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 no. I'm just going to I saw some stuff today on the on the gossip racket and I thought I would ask if you knew this. Alyssa Milano is pregnant again. I did not know that. Yes. She tweeted a picture of her cute little baby bump. Is she married? Yes, she is married. Actually, I think she's probably four or five months pregnant. She is adorable. She looks so cute. Although her little face. I mean, she looks so tired. I mean, she really does. I mean, she's got the cutest little pregnant body, but her face really shows her age. Right. I think she's in her late 30s or 40. Right. I mean, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was really cute. So she kind of announced her, her, her pregnancy today. And then Johnny Depp is engaged to a fetus. I think I heard that. Yes. Um, he's like 50-something and she's 26. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. It could be his child twice. Like, I don't it's... even understand that. And he's saying, I, apparently there were some rumors that she was pregnant and that, you know, it was a shotgun wedding and and he had to make the official announcement. No, she is not pregnant. She's a, I think she's a model. Amber Heard. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I've heard of I've her name, but I don't know her. who she is. Um, And then... But he has, you know, he obviously was with that other French woman and they have a, a child or two children together. Didn't but they just break up? I think it's been a while. I think it's been a couple of years. What but I know? You know, I'm not really a fan of Johnny Depp. I think he's weird. He is weird. But you know what? I mean, I like Johnny Depp. I think he's a good actor. But clearly something went awry in his life where he thinks this is appropriate mating. I mean, I realize that men don't care and they would hump a 26-year-old in a minute. Yeah, that's probably true. But to actually marry one, I mean, what in, what really do you have in common? I mean, seriously, what could you possibly um, have in common besides sex? sex? Yeah, <laughs> and pretty that, much it. you know, and what happens when he becomes wrinkly and old, you yeah. know? I mean, what is she going to do? She's going to leave him. Probably. I mean, seriously, he's got wrinkly balls. I mean, he's 50-something. Come on. Yeah, I don't know about that. 10 uh, years, it's going to be elderly. You know, it'll be elderly sex. Well, I'm sure I know what the thoughts be- for her behind that is, but... What, money? Well, that and it'll launch her to stardom. And, oh, you know... yeah. That's the only reason George Clooney, all of his women, always end up becoming pseudo-celebs. Oh, by the way, um, I got a really good look at Chris Martin this week because he's on The Voice. And I watch mm-hmm. the voice, not okay. I watch it intermittently. I don't watch it obsessively, but I watch it enough to get the general idea of who's going to, you know, compete. The voice. And That's not that show with Sharon Osbourne, is it? No, 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 no. The voice is the it's the singing show that's on channel on oh, NBC. Right. Yeah, OK, mm-hmm. it's got Usher and Blake Shelton and Shakira. And OK, um, okay. so Chris Martin was a guest mentor for uh, somebody. Okay. And. You know, that's Gwyneth's ex, soon-to-be ex-husband. Yeah. He is dreamy. dreamy. He is really good looking. He's tall and muscular in a lean, muscular way. I mean, he's really good looking. I was very surprised. Really? I always thought he looked kind of sickly. I thought he was a wafy guy, too, but he is not. 
Well, he is not. Him. He looked really good. So I'm sure oh, he'll have and no problem landing himself some ladies if he hasn't already. And my uh, my hairdresser was indicating to me that one of his clients, um, she owns a home in Maui, and the house next door to them they rent out occasionally. And mm-hmm. Gwyneth and Chris Martin had rented it back in Christmas, and oh. apparently she was a complete and total bitch, but he was super nice. But she was really loving and friendly to her husband. Who was? Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow? Paltrow? Yes. Oh, so maybe this isn't a conscious uncoupling. Maybe no. it's... Well, maybe... I keep you keep hearing rumors that they had an open marriage and all that stuff, but it sounds to me like she's just a bitch. <laughs> well, I don't think is. that's a big secret, but... No. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see. I don't think there'll be any dirty laundry with that. I think they're just going to kind of just dissipate and it'll be... It'll, they'll move on. Well, I mean, I so. just don't think anybody really cares. I Like I said, there's so don't. much going on in the celeb world right now. I just can't even keep up. So. Right. So I thought I would share those little tidbits with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I do feel a little bit behind on the times when it comes to celeb stuff. Well, I, I was just, trying to find stuff that's not obvious like oh everyone knows david letterman's retiring in a year yes we all know it's very sad blah 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 but it couldn't go on forever how shocking can it be the man is 66 it's the same thing when people die you know that are in their 91 and they pass away they're like so sad it was so suddenly i'm like well how suddenly can it be they'd been alive for 91 years i mean it's always sad when when a lot when there's a loss of life but i mean if they're 91 years old i mean come on it wasn't shocking they were on borrowed time as it was (laughs) God, oh, it's just like so. Yes, David Letterman's retiring. It's tragic, but I mean, he's old, isn't he? Like you said, seventy, right? He's sixty-six. He looks older like than he is because he had some heart heart situation about a decade ago. But so it's aged him quite a bit. Well, and he I had mean, a very uh, affair that became very public, and yeah. shortly after he got married, and you know, so that'll age a man a bit when you have to talk just, about that you know on what? television. It's just time for the it's time for the new generation to take over and you know create new legends in talk show. Someone suggested, I saw this on a Facebook thread, someone suggested that Alec Baldwin get his own show. And I'm you like, I would watch that. I would if... watch the fuck out of that show. I would too, he's because so I think awesome. it would be such a good idea. So He's brilliant. There. He is sexy. He is CBS, attractive. that's your marching orders. Get Alec Baldwin his own show. Oh he my would, God. He would blow the pants off of Jimmy Fallon. You know what? I I don't hate the Jimmy Fallon show. I actually really, I mean, I don't sit up and watch it or anything, but I I mean. I never liked Jimmy Fallon ever. Well, he's kind of, he's kind of like a little jester to me. He reminds me of the jesters that used to entertain the kings. Hey, everyone, look at me. I just didn't think he was that funny. I don't know. And yet, to be honest, I used to get him and Chris Kattan mixed up all the time. (laughs) That's funny. I don't know. I mean, I think he I think he knows how to work the system. He knows how to be mainstream and make a lot of money. And he's got a lot of friends in Hollywood and New York. And I think that, you know, he's he's good. At, I mean, he's good. He's not an untalented person, but no, he's not. I mean, and I mean, he's he's got his little niche and he's he found does. it. And he's so, like I mean, the, he's like the Disneyland of talk shows. And then, like, I love Jimmy Kimmel. I freaking love Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, but he's, he's a radio guy, and that's why. I've always loved the radio guys. Like, I even don't hate Howard Stern when he does TV. Oh, you know, he's he's a little unsavory to look at. But, I mean, he, he knows how to work his angle. And Jimmy Kimmel... He looks like a tree that became alive in a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> he, he absolutely does look like a, car- a character. Um, but Jimmy Kimmel, I think the reason that I really like him is he surrounds himself with exceptional writers. And I've always appreciated people who know how to write funny. Yes, that is and, true. And he, he does too as well. So anyway, um, it'll be really interesting to see the whole talk show thing. I don't watch really – I don't really watch a lot, a lot of them. I mean, I do watch Kimmel, but um, other than that, I'm just not – I'm like you – know, and I actually I, – I take that back. I'm actually really sad because – my bucket list goal was to go see a David Letterman show. I've right. always wanted to see Letterman. I had a huge crush on him around the time that he had his heart issue. And I mean, I've always because he's funny. And I know I've, I've always loved David. I mean, his top 10 lists are was probably my favorite thing like of all time growing up. I just I just really enjoy his show. And I love the people like Amy Schumer was on uh, the oh, day God. before the day before he announced his retirement and she's so funny and he funny. he just gets a kick out of great comedians and so it's just so great 
it's great. I, I'll be, but I will be curious to see what the next generation holds for the the late night talk show. It'll be cool. Well, so. yeah, I'm just I'm rooting for Alec Baldwin. I think oh that would God. be like that would just be genius. It would genius, be awesome. genius. But some people are like, well, maybe it's time for a girl. I'm like, I just don't think it would be successful. Girls are different. You know, they're bitchy. It's just and, the, and unless, you know what? You can't help Ellen, but use which she's got an amazing show, Ellen? but it's just on the she's on during the daytime. <laughs> I wonder if she would do a good nighttime show. No, she's too. She's way too uh, vanilla. Sh- yeah, I like the show, the the, the house frows love her way too much. I mean, I know Ryan loves him too. <laughs> Speaking of comedians, so we did talk about Chris D'Elia. Yes, but the good news is, is Mr. D'Elia, assuming that's how you say his name, is coming to Sacramento. Oh my god, um, he I'm will so be at the Punchline Comedy Club starting Thursday, June fifth, and so we'll be there with bells. Guess on. who's going to be there? We will. That's right. So, yes, Mr. D'Elia, fun. if you're listening, watch out. Be prepared. Love bites. No, I'm just kidding. Be prepared. Love bites. If Love you're looking bites. for the yeah, the two drunk chicks that'll probably be front row screaming, that'll be us. I don't think I'm going to be drunk when I meet him. I'm going to try um, to be sober. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I don't drink. I'm every, gonna, every time they do a true drink minimum, I usually get like juice, coffee. Yeah, I'll have a coffee black. And then halfway through, well, I have to drink it black probably because the, <laughs> they give me half and half. I'll get diarrhea Dairy. halfway through because I'm lactose intolerant. So. And you're going to smell up the uh, comedy club bathroom. Oh, oh, it's small in there. Yeah, I know, right? It wouldn't be the first time I got sick there. I threw up so bad there one time. At the comedy club? Yep. For what? I, you know what? I think I got a flu bug because I was so sick. Oh, my God. I had to get taken home. And I wasn't even drunk, but I was just sick. You're like, I'm so, sorry, I'm diarrheaing in here. You need to take me home. I was. It was embarrassing. That I is mean, embarrassing. Like, have you, you know? ever had to diarrhea and puke at the same time? Uh, I have. Maybe. I, I always, I'm trying to I, think. Yeah, it's almost like that. I can it's, handle anything. It's like Solomon's baby. You're just like, oh, God. Do I need to shit or do I have to throw up? Listen. And you're just like, well, I guess I can sit and throw up in the shower. Given the choice, I will always throw up in a basket or something. I will never have to. I don't ever want to deal with poo anywhere outside of the toilet. I couldn't imagine. Ever. You know, and that's the thing I don't understand is when I see, like, I've been into restrooms and I've seen it. I'm like, (laughs) how did this even happen? (laughs) Like, I can't even comprehend how that is even feasible. Like, or Feasible. I remember. I remember one time. It has nothing to do with poo. I remember one time. I was so hammered. We, the four of us, had gone out. We were at this dumpy bar, and I had to urinate. <laughs> I'm like, so which time? Because that's bad. usually where I know, we end up. One of the many times, and I was so hammered, and I had to pee so bad. Foolishly, I trusted our sister Allison to guard the men's room bathroom so that I could go pee. <laughs> And it was a dumb, dumb thing. But I was drunk. I went into the men's bathroom. There was no one in there. And, you know, men's bathrooms only have one stall for and those fools that have to like poo pee. at a bar. God. So I go in there and I immediately pull down my pants. Very first thing that happens, drop my phone into the toilet. Of course. Immediately into the shitter. Were, were so you at the limelight? We, it was the slime light. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes, it I, was. I we were all there. I remember that. I remember yes. you baking your phone and putting it in rice and oh all of that God, stuff. It was a oh, and didn't you put your hand in there to get it? I had to get it out. <laughs> I had to get the phone. And so Gross. then I pee. And of course, and I'm like, okay, Allison, guard the door. I'm peeing right now. I'm peeing right now. No, and all so of a sudden she I hear they're texting, and someone's like, "Oh, excuse me." She's like, "Oh, excuse me." So all of a sudden I hear a gaggle of men walk in. Hey, you need any help in there? I'm like, like <laughs> I was so pissed. I'm sorry, I couldn't stop them. Like, I hate you. Well, what was she gonna do? Yeah, she's like know. the size of a. She's like five foot one. I don't care. She should have said something like, "Closed." It's closed. Well, she probably said, "No, you can't go in there. My sisters go in there." That of means, course, like, and then the they all words. immediately bolt down the door. Hey, you right. need any help in there wiping well i'm like you're disgusting <laughs> my sister's in there it's like saying open sesame <laughs> yeah, really. it's like there's a vagina in the men's room so i immediately come oh, out and of God. course there's three men peeing and i'm like oh nice penis like, hey, is everyone Yay. Yeah, walk right. out you know what i don't we have such a good time that those things don't even bother me like they're so funny care. to me you know no, when we do so remember funny. the time we all went to the um to that one place that they were serving bar uh they were 
some that 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 very large african-american gentleman started to serenade me via karaoke oh um yeah that little bed and breakfast by yes and a a fight kept breaking out because these rival biker people were fighting over a a guy these two girls were we ran out the back and we stole a bunch of food from a from an event that they had earlier and we literally grabbed food because we were so hungry and we took it do you remember that yes of course i do it's i just I just remember this guy walking up to me and Stephanie and showing us this humongous wad of cash saying, let me buy you guys a drink. And we're like, okay. You guys are so dumb. And he bought us Jägermeister shots. Stephanie turns to me and she's just like, you will drink this. You will not embarrass me. And I'm like, okay, I'll try. You know what I did? I was like, all right, everyone's bottoms up. I dumped it in a cup next to me and then I pretended like I took a shot of it. I dumped mine in a plant. I didn't want to drink it. It tasted like Robitussin. No. I remember one time this little 20-year-old was trying to pick up on me, and I went up giving him job advice because... Oh, I remember you telling me about that. I just felt bad for the kid. But, I mean, you know, I'm... once I later realized, I'm like, oh, I think he was just probably trying to get laid. But I'm like, well, why would he want my old ass? That's the part I don't get. You know, I'm like, I'm like, you're yeah. 22. There's plenty of hot, you know, childless ass out there. I know. What are you doing with what, me? What do you need with it's me? So you know, and then I licked my thumb and wiped his cheek off because he oh, had a. Paula. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, now go home. It's late. Why aren't it's you in bed? Bedtime. Get some rest. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Wait, All right. Well, do. I think that leads us to our ugly and awkward moment of the week. Yes. Okay, so yes, I'll go first. Um, so as you know, I've been battling my nasal uh, issues. And so before I realized I was truly sick, I was trying all sorts of remedies. So yes. I, um, on under your advisement, purchased Afrin because yes. you said it's good for swelling or things like that. It is. So I took my ibuprofen and I decided I was going to do the Afrin. And so not reading the instructions, I just assumed I was just going to put it in my nose. So I decided to snort it like they were eye drops. And so I tilted my head backwards. Oh. And I squirted the Afrin in my nose. And I would say I got mm, probably about a quarter cup of nasal (gasps) Afrin down my throat and in my mouth. (laughs) Burns. That burns. It tastes tastes like burning. So I started coughing, snorting, you know, (laughs) heaving into the sink and everything like that. And everyone's like, what's wrong? What happened? And I'm like, well, I was trying to snort this stuff. And but apparently you don't tilt your head backwards and dump the bottle in there. No, you you have to. So then I proceeded to read the directions because apparently I just don't know how to use nasal spray. So I had to follow (laughs) the Afrin directions. But there you have it. It was horrible. It was horrible. But okay. Well, that's very awkward. You almost killed yourself on Afrin. I know. All right. So I was at the grocery store the other day and you know how and and I've I've discussed this before where, you know, you you get on this this rotation where you keep running into the same people aisle after aisle like you get in, you know, then it becomes awkward. It does become awkward. Well, it happened to me and I it's always it's always someone from a foreign land and it's always a gentleman. Not but, Asian. You, know, you must look at a lot of people when you're shopping. When I'm I shopping, do. I don't look at anyone. I don't. Well, I here's get the my thing. stuff and I get out. Here's the thing. I don't though. But but when I start recognizing figures that look the same, then I start to notice. I'm very observant. I just am. And so um, go into the grocery store. I'm I'm getting milk, and then there's this awkward you know moment where I'm trying to get around this this man, this shorter man who is from a different land. He's got a couple of things in his hand and I'm trying to reach around him to get, you know, creamer or whatever. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, pardon me. Okay, no problem. You know, slight smile, you know, whatever. Just being polite. I ran into him every single aisle and every single time he was in my damn way. And at one point, how many times can I smile at him before it becomes uncomfortable for both of us right like, did you try and like break up your shopping mojo like okay you know what i was gonna go to cereal next but i'm gonna totally make a beeline and go to the dairy aisle to try and like break up break you the monotony like it's like right. you hit every red light it's like break if I could up just the one, cycle right. if i could just run one red light i would break up this cycle of hitting right. every red light yeah it was kind of like that i and I, so i went to the vegetarian or i went to the vegetable section instead of going to the cereal section of the chips but no he was always there and i'm like okay well i know he's not following me because he's always <laughs> there when i need to be somewhere and he ended up in the vegetable section and so ultimately maybe he was following you no he wasn't but ultimately what do i do 
instead of just dealing with it and just finding it funny and continue to just smile and, you know, go, huh, oh, well, you know, do the shrug thing where you keep running into someone and someone's in your way, I have to say something. I have what to speak. What the hell did you say? I just have to, I have to crack what, some You have stupid... to acknowledge that you yes. keep bumping it. Why? Why? Because <laughs> I'm awkward. So, God, of course, I'm like, just leave the person. I mean, you think you want to be left alone. Do you think some dude grocery shopping and every time he turns around, he sees you and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, geez, this bitch again. You know, I just right? want to, like, get my stuff. And, and it's like, after, so then I say, oh, fancy meeting here. You know, I say something really dumb like that. And I clearly can tell at this point he doesn't understand English very well. And, and you know, so, he probably didn't notice that you guys kept bumping into each other. Probably you know how not. men are. They're so oblivious. She, he's just like, do I know you? He's like, I'm what? just lost. I'm just looking for the things that my wife mm. sent me here to do. And now I'm dealing with this crazy white woman. Like, why are you talking who, to me, right? Who starts to speak to me. And I barely know what she's saying because she's using some gibberish, weird, cracking joke kind of humor that no one gets. And right. here I am. I was like, oh, here we meet again. <laughs> oh, my like, God. What? And so then when he looked at me like, Okay, now I have to acknowledge that you exist. <laughs> right. Not only are you in the way of my bell peppers, now yes. I'm like needing to engage you in So what do I do? Really? You know, I back away slowly and I just keep walking. I'm like, <laughs> all right. God. Your cart goes like, up. It's Jeez. so ridiculous. It's so funny because you, this? you do the very things that you hate that people do I to know. you. I know. I'm aware. It's like you're a mirror. That's what's that's what's the worst thing is that I know that I'm doing the things that annoy me the most. But why do I do? Why do I feel compelled to acknowledge the un, uh, uncomfortable situation when it's not uncomfortable for anyone but myself? Right. So I don't really know who wins this one. Um. Well, I would say you did for sure. Um, I mean, you know, okay. although I because yeah, I included okay. someone in that's kind of the criteria if you if you if you choose to if you force someone to be involved and you're awkward it kind of trumps all uh, yeah so you you know not only made yourself feel uncomfortable you made I someone, made else, someone feel, else that's usually <laughs> I think that's always going to be like the, the that'll be the rule the the tiebreaker is yes. you know did you in fact make someone else uncomfortable with your awkwardness <laughs> then you so. win so you won a gentleman at the store. Thank we you. Apologize Sorry, for my man sister's from behavior. Yeah. Yes, it's true. Me and the grocery store do not have a good rapport. Yeah, it, it, and I it doesn't know. sound like even with a handler, when Daryl goes with you, it just doesn't oh, improve. God. You know what? He tries so hard to keep me from causing problems. It just doesn't matter. I'll hurt myself. It's like his full-time job. It you really guys is. are going to be an interesting old couple. I He'll hope probably we are. He'll probably collapse and die, you know, <laughs> just trying to make sure that you don't, you know, make a fool of yourself or, you know, forget to wear your diaper or bring your teeth. Well, or... the, the, apparently the children have already uh, discussed and agree that Daryl will die first based oh, on our well, life. that's interesting. Yeah. I'm like, well, that doesn't make me feel good because I do need a handler. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, then they'll have to have the conversation of which one of them is going to let you live with them. Oh, that's going to be a battle. They're, no one's gonna want me well maybe they'll just pull their money together and put you somewhere put me somewhere <laughs> well i'm kind of hoping that i'll end up with a sibling at some point like you know i always envisioned that i would either end up with my best friend kim or one of my sisters in my old age oh like we'll end up living yeah that's probably true that's probably true we can handle each we other always... well yeah that's yeah i know we always talked about that with mom would be like well one of us you know we always imagined we'd get like the mother-in-law quarters in a backyard somewhere yeah. so she could have her own little place yeah so she can have her own little area because we just wouldn't feel right putting her in a home i would and never so, be able to do that i don't think so no. no it's like where old people go to die it's just it is well i mean i understand that there's those facilities where they're well, so, on their own but you know i'm not into that i don't want her to have to go to a cafeteria to get food Oh, God. I don't like that awful. idea. I mean, I know it's sometimes it's necessary. I know. I'd probably break down if I went to her little apartment and I saw a Meals on Wheels pamphlet. I'd probably, I'd probably break down and I'd be cry. like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I no don't do anymore. You will I'm not, not have someone bring you meals, Mom, on wheels. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Well, we're running over, so we should okay. wrap it up. All right. So, yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, thank you to our new listeners. Thank you to our old listeners. And our tweener listeners, whatever that is. We appreciate you stopping by and taking a listen. As Jamie mentioned, you can find us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash uglytruth, U-G-L-W-E truth.com. So be sure to go to our page and like it if you haven't already done so. Mm -hmm. You can follow us on Twitter, which is at the ugly truth. 
And then also our website, which is just uglytruth.com. Mm-hmm. We have some information about us. We also have um, an ugly mall, which has links to, you know, some of our favorite stores. And um, it's also a good way to help support the show. Or if you're not a shopper and you just want to support the show on our main page, um, uglytruth.com, there's a donate button. And you can uh, donate to the charity of the uglies. Keep us in our Manolos. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. The Manolos on my dreams. So right. On my Pinterest. <laughs> right. <laughs> so until next time, have a fabulous week. And we'll catch you on episode 59. Bye. Bye. Aw, aren't you sad it's over? Don't worry. We'll have another episode for you very soon. In the meantime, connect with The Uglies online at Facebook, Twitter, and at UglyTruth.com. That's U-G-L-E-E Truth.com. And don't forget to share the truth with your friends. See you next week.